there's a joke in there where I talk about how my father made a racist joke to me and my girlfriend. He said, uh, at least your girlfriend's only sand nigger and not all the way nigger. Mm-hmm. And I know I know the joke makes you uncomfortable, but I'm trying to point, or the word, me using the word makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just telling you, um, the reason why the language is important to this joke is because it is uncomfortable. And the punchline of the joke is, I go, no, Dad, like, sand nigger is way worse. Let me ask you a question. Oh, you're not listening. I am listening. Okay. Why would you say that again if I told you that it made me uncomfortable? I'm, I'm telling you the full joke. Right. I'm, because it's in the joke. I'm quoting the joke. I know. Josh. Man, I'm trying to make a point about I, I, language. I know. And, Josh, and you're, I, know, I know. Josh. Just chill, dog. Okay. Thank you. But listen to me. So I'm using the joke, the word in that joke because of how uncomfortable that statement made me. Mm-hmm. If I don't use that word in the joke, it doesn't transport the person in the audience to that place of discomfort. Okay. I'm going to remain unbelievably calm here. A couple things. Language is a tool, right? Mm-hmm. So a hammer. Hammer drives nails. Hammer can also kill someone. Depends on who's using the cam- hammer, how the hammer is used. Uh, so the N-word, um, by welded with someone else, is a tool to convey something. When used by other people, it's a deadly weapon. It's a deadly weapon emotionally. It's been a deadly weapon literally. What just happened a second ago? And I'm a 38-year-old, very in touch with his emotions and feelings. Man, I asked you not to say the N-word. You thought that your point of view on a joke or your thing was so important that you said it anyway. Now, let me tell you why why that's very important. No one can speak to my experience as a black man better than I can. The only way you're going to get that is if you listen to me. If what you're saying is so important to you, which is how black people have been treated in America, at least from my estimation, if what you're saying is so important to you, you want to you you're you're you want to uh, transport me to a place of uncomfortability. I told you I didn't want to go. I told you I didn't want to go. Okay. I I told you I said, "Listen, for me that's a bit much. We have to between one another make small little treaties in order to build that trust in order to build a trust that's going to take us to a place where we want to go what happens now is when you say this is my art this is my deal that's fine that's cool but any consequence that comes with that just bite down on it This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. You ready? Listen, I was born ready. You stay ready, you don't have to get ready. All the time. 365. 366 on the week. I knew you was going to say. Hey. <laughs> Hold on. We didn't toast. What we toasting to? Uh, Come here. I know what I'm toasting to. Okay. Money, 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 money. Hey, money. That's what I'm toasting to. I love it. You know we were recording, right? I do because she needs the coins. All the coins. <laughs> I need it. In my life, okay? Multiple coins. Multiple coins. Let From me multiple this strings. Before we get started, because I don't want no more mess out of you. Oh, you're going to put your phone on vibrate? I sure am. Finally. I'm going to turn it all the way down. 
<laughs> Your CC pen is the finally. It has happened to me right in front I'm of my face. I'm about to start doing the butterfly. Yes, CC Penniston. <laughs> Honey, she used to sing that house music. Y'all youngest don't know nothing about C.C. Peniston, okay? That's before you get time. That's the first song I really remember. Besides, like, Michael Jackson songs, that don't count. But, like, that's the first song I remember seeing a video to and, like, immediately knowing every last word whenever I went to school the next day. That wasn't mine. What was yours? Black Cat. (laughs) For real? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's the first... And I always say that that's the first, that may have been the first Janet Jackson video that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I was just like, who is this lady? Oh, who Janet. is this lady? And all these many years later, you still standing. I still, I'm about to start smiling. I know. <laughs> I can see it in your I eyes, girl. I still love her. I was talking about it, um, about her being on the billboard awards a couple of days ago mm-hmm. and my brother made a comment he was like and we know you love janet jackson yes you do like it's this funny story so the janet album i had that on a cassette right and i had this little pink boom box that i used to play my tapes in and i played that tape so freaking much and one day i was in the kitchen and my mom and my brother were in like the the um, living room area, and so I was sitting at my grandma's kitchen table, and I was playing the tape. And you know how sometimes the tape will get like jammed, and, yes. it'll start and you gotta go in and fix it yourself with your hands. Yes. So that happened, and you know I'm panicking like, because <gasps> you know sometimes it can like tear the tape. Mm-hmm. The next thing I heard from the room, like outside, was like, <laughs> Yes. Oh no. They were so happy. Yes, because I was playing it so much. I'm like, y'all were so mean to me about Janet. That is mean. But I didn't know I loved her. When I missed her concert, like because of traffic that one year. I know you were crushed, girl. Listen, I, I had to hang up on brother because he's gonna say, You gonna cry when you get in the car. Yes, I'm gonna cry when I get in the car. Do not play with me. Wait, did you boo-hoo cry? I didn't boohoo cry, but I drank my tears away. I drank my sorrows away that night. I would have boohoo. I went to the reggae club and sweated out all of my frustration with Crown Apple. I was going to say, that sounds like fun. It was fun. Okay. But I had to do something to get... I was like... No, I was very upset. Yeah, I know you were. I like came from Durham and everything. was ready to see my boo. Aww. Yeah. I know know how that feels. They do me like that with Hamilton now, but... Hamilton is not on tape. It's on a streaming service. So, bloop, I played as many times as I want to. What up, y'all? We just talking. We are. Hey, we y'all. Hey, said anything to our people. Happy they come Memorial to see Day. Us. Happy Memorial Day. Well, by the time you hear us, it'll be the day after. But what's up? We black like we never left. Per huge. Black and proud. Say it loud. Hey, I'm black and I'm proud. So, what's up with you? Um... How was your weekend since we were recording on a Monday? And Bro. I ain't seen you since last Monday. Sis been busy. And Don't she... do me like that no more. I can't take it. You know I had extenuating circumstances. Fine. Had right. unplanned you, you family events that you occurred. Okay. I had to go take care of. But that turned out well. Shout out to Mama B. Indeed. Shout out to good. Mama B. Handling everything like a champ. You know, she had to get a little work done, but she going to be all right. Indeed. She going to be all right. Hey, so Mama B. I had to go play nurse 
with my mom, which is fine because I wouldn't feel comfortable with anybody else doing right. it. Because I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Right. right. So, play nurse to my mom for a while, which she's still with me, um, taking care of her. And... And? I got to go see Kendrick Lamar again, people. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. It was awesome. Although I melted because it was like extremely humid. That, I mean, everything was melting off. My face, my <laughs> wig. Your makeup, like everything. Everything was melting. Girl, yesterday as the concert like began, I just had to go ahead and get off of my Instagram because my timeline was lit and I was so sad. Like I wanted to peel my face off. Even today, whenever I opened up my app and saw like people still posting from the weekend, and I love Kendra. Our seats were awesome. I know they were. Don't. Okay, it tell was, your story. Okay. Tell your story. So, um, picture it, Sicily. Okay, go to girl. <laughs> so, um, my friend Leah and her baby sister came down because her sister has never seen Kendrick Lamar, and she's like a huge, like super duper fan. And I thought, like, I like TDE. Mm-hmm. Her sister loves. She went up. For everybody. Knows everybody knows where they're from, knows their albums, knows their songs. I'm like, sis, like you are tried and true. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Um, SZA was not able to perform due to a vocal cord injury, but luckily you and I have already saw SZA in concert, which right. it sucked for them because they came all the way down from um Virginia to go to this concert and she wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but it was so humid, I don't know if I could have I don't know if I could have made it for another performance. Okay. That's because fair. it was ridiculously humid because it had rained and it was just, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. But the show was awesome. Kendrick was awesome. And you can really see the difference with his personal tour and this tour. Really? Like in a good way or... Like he he's interacting with his peers and it's doper or you miss a couple a little of both. Because I felt like this was like the commercialized Kendrick. Okay, so when we went to see the real show, see now you making me a little that was Kung Fu Kenny. Okay, okay, but I mean there's only but so many songs he can do given how many people are there. So he had to like hit the highlights. Like there was no high power. Right. Like at his tour. Things like that. No coming up out of the floor. Okay. So and I saw that he did loyalty. You know the he stuff did the that people, Yeah, he did loyalty. Um, he did DNA. love DNA humble. Um, swimming pool. Um, what else did he do? And a lot of stuff from Black Panther, which yes, was good. I felt like they were gonna do that, especially since SZA was supposed to be on the oh, show. Oh, and girl, I'm so upset I didn't get to see all the stars. Yeah. But the good thing is, we did also get to see SZA this year, too. So, So, it was good. I love Kendrick. And I actually posted a picture from my Insta story. When he first came out, it was like a white background. And it said, Pulitzer Kenny. Yes. And I was like, yes. Yes. Pulitzer. Yes. Yes. Rep your set. I'm looking forward to the next album because I want to be right there. Um basically in the same seats I saw him in to begin with. It was so good. It's just, they had so much energy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that Kendrick really loves what he does. And like, 
he's true to himself. And also, they said that J. Cole was backstage, which I could imagine because we were in Raleigh. So, you know, that was cool to know that everybody in North Carolina was supporting Kendrick and TDE. It was just good. Good good. vibes. And it was like the the mix of people that were there. And, you know, sometimes you go to different shows and there are others there Mm -hmm. and they really don't know other than the the songs that come on the radio, but the people, and maybe it was because of the price of these tickets. Like people were in the front. These people knew these songs. Like they were hyped the entire time, but that's what you want. Like that makes the energy good. Cause it's like, okay, so y'all know, like y'all ain't just here just to be here. Like y'all really trying to party. Right. Only thing I can say that was funny was I was trying to record videos and it was some nut in front of me throwing up gang signs all in my video. I was like, freaking N-word. Like, what are uh, y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Gang up signs, like real gang real signs. Gang oh, signs because, because they're from the West Coast. Yeah. All kind of gang signs. And I was just like, bruh. He was high too, but that was his way of being oh, high girl, too. He had stood up, took his shirt off, doing the whole Petey Pablo, turning around his head. It was just... <laughs> tragic but i let him live because he was please he was hyping and he paid a lot of money for those tickets could have been some of his people i don't know that's true but schoolboy q was so good yeah that's that's why i wanted to go because schoolboy q is who i have not seen yet he was really good um j-rock was good too yeah they're both on my workout list and isaiah rashad Mm -hmm. he was good i didn't realize he was from tennessee oh and it was such like, it's the, the championship tour, so I mentioned this to you before. Each person had a sport that they were, like, the champion of. So, someone was an archer. Um, Schoolboy Q was a golfer. Kendrick was a race car driver. And so, they had, like, their, like, stat cards up. Mm-hmm. And everybody had, like, a fun fact, which I didn't realize this until later. But um, Isaiah Rashad's fun fact is he's a pro chef, and it was, like, one of his main hobbies is cooking for everybody before like for a pregame like that's what he does and it was up on these cards like all of this little stuff cute it was so cute i was like oh that was cool oh i love that idea yeah it was nice so i really enjoyed myself um yesterday i went to a kickback at my friend shanique's house watched the game talked about our podcast to everybody made them go follow us (laughs) (laughs) that's how you do Um, it networked a little bit and had a good time so that's pretty much it. I know I've talked for 30 minutes, but that's pretty much it. I mean, 15, but that's okay. What did you do this weekend? I know what you did Friday without <laughs> me. Yeah, don't. But it's that's okay. Like, so you were totally missed. So Friday, um, first of all, shout out to my job. I'm not going to you know, say where I work, but they are so amazing. So... They're doing like a little mini, they were doing like a little mini summer kickoff um, this past Friday. Of course, not summer yet, but they paid to have um, an ice cream parlor come in and service everybody. And I didn't told you to give me a job over there. I know, right? We could like invite our friends, invite, you know, family members or whatever, just into the job like around two o'clock. It was, it was kind of lit. So that was the start of my Friday. And then I didn't get a chance to see you. But I went over to um, our spot and tweet Melanie Fiona and Lettucey are on tour together. Thebomb.com. Yo, when I tell you. Vocal paradise. I mean, just. I needed to take a pause <laughs> for a second because not only, first of all, on television or in print, these women are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. 
in person. Yeah. You know, you expect like the print to be like touch up. They look exactly Mm-mm. like that. Tweet them, skin, them sisters. Tweet skin is a bar of chocolate. You hear me, sisters? And then like Melanie Fiona, she was up on that stage. She was getting it, and I don't know what Antonia. Um, I think she tweeted something like this, but I don't know what kind of bra she had on. I agree when I saw it because she was up and down that stage, and the the girls were staying in place. She was really giving us a show. Um, she was beautiful, and then Lettucey just really came in uh, with the vocals and the messages. The messages, like, she sang this song that was written by somebody else. I don't know who the artist or who the writer is, um, but it was a song called You Owe Me My Forgiveness. Yes. You owe me my forgiveness. Girl! When I tell you she Girl. sang it, and not only did she sing yes. the song, you know how like sometimes an artist will sing and they'll talk in between and go back to singing and then talk about like what it means to them and go back to singing. And you she was owe scatting. Me my forgiveness. And she was just talking about how like, you know, you I've done all these things. I've hung in there with you. You've cheated on me. Like, you owe me my forgive. Like you can forgive me after all I stayed and, and mm-hmm. taken from you. She was amazing, that song. and um, she just talked about like the power of women and like women remembering that they're women and how sometimes we get in relationships and all of a sudden we're like behind this person or you know we're a little more meek than we were before just trying to get along. And she's like. You know, no, that's not that's not how we came into this. That's not how we got into this, and that's not how we should be. And uh, it was a good word. You hear me? I mean, I she had the whole place cheering and so going sad. up. Don't be sad, friend. Because I wanted like, I know all you of did. us to do that together. And my best friend loves Melanie Fiona, and I felt so bad when I... <sighs> Girl, when I show you... I don't and know if you saw my snaps, but when I show you the videos, you're going to be like, that song that she has with CeeLo... Um, and then when she did 4 a.m., she told them, turn the lights down, give me some blues and some purples. And she got down on that stage and she sang her heart out. It took me to a place, a specific, even Tom turned to me and she was like, you went somewhere, didn't you? I was like, to a specific moment in time. Yeah. for you. That's the song with her and Mm -hmm. CeeLo. So that was my Friday night. Of course, I ran into a bunch of Rams. One of those is, um, you know, our homie. Uh, Rudy, mm-hmm. Nathaniel J, the hairstylist, celebrity hairstylist, and we walked to get something to eat um, at Wet Willie's. Okay. So we hung out for a little while. And then Saturday, I went to the gun range and um, got some Thai food. And then Sunday, we had some grilling going on. There was a little bit of rain, and I just tried to prepare for the week. And then my cousin, out. My my cousin Sherelle, she was coming from Georgia, so she and Alea they stopped by and hung out for a little while, and now it's Memorial Day, and I'm hanging with you and drinking wine. Drinking wine. I just went to Home Depot today, working my garden. Oh, I did that today. Clean mm-hmm. out my flower beds, that was garden beds, um, and bought me a fiddle fig plant, mm-hmm. fiddle leaf, <laughs> which they are highly finicky. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna pray. That yeah, I they keep survive. Alive. Yes, you can do it. Cause they're so gorgeous. If you guys don't know what a fiddle leaf is, go look it up. They're awesome. I believe in you. I know you can take care of them. Thank you. So, what happened in the world this week that interests you, girl? Too much shit. Okay. Good, good stuff, bad stuff, or indifferent stuff. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of things. All, all the things. Okay. What are the things? All 
of the things. Well, let's start off with a positive note. Let's talk about... For change. For change. Okay, since we already talked about her, and I know y'all sick of hearing about it, but I gotta talk about my girl. So, I don't know, did we really go in depth about the Billboard Music Awards last, last week? We didn't. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because... I was confused at one point because I saw something about the Billboard Award that Janet received. She received the Icon Award. And I remember Beyonce winning something, and someone was like, Janet is the first black woman to win this. And I was like, but Beyonce won something. But Beyonce won the Millennium Award. Uh huh. And Beyonce, I mean, excuse me, Janet won the Icon Award. And she came out and she performed um, Nasty. She performed... Um, the breakdown from If, of course. Yes. And one of her songs called Throb. And if you're not like a diehard Janet fan, you may not remember that song, right. but it was on the Janet album. Um, and she, the thing that I really wanted to highlight was her speech. And she talked about how it's time for women to stand up and we're powerful. And, you know, she just wanted to thank the men that have stood behind us. And she said that, you know, it's a lot going on in the world, but one thing that we all can relate to and gain a sense of peace and strength from is God. And if we all get back to believing in God and loving each other, then we can pull through, we can pull through this and work through this. And I just thought that that was awesome because everybody was so shocked that she said God because, you know, she was raised with Jehovah's Witness. And yeah. Then she converted to um, Islam. Islam because of her husband. But she just said God. And it was good to see her mom um, out in the um out in the crowd, you know, like cheering her on and stuff. So I just wanted to make mention of that because I didn't think that we that we did. I love the fact that that ties into your original story from earlier. Yeah. My boo! Love Demita. Hey, girl! <laughs> I love me some uh, Demita Joe. Um, what okay. else went on besides that? I mean, I got a lot, but I just wanted to get that off my chest. Since you started with something positive, I'll go something positive. We didn't talk about this last week, so the Obamas have entered into a multi-year agreement with Netflix. Yes, they did, girl. I'm going to be watching. Me too. It, listen, it be, if it has the Obama's name on it, I want to see it. So, with Netflix, um, I don't mm. know. I didn't see how many years. Um, but they're going to be producing films and series for Netflix. Um, they're going to be scripted, unscripted. Which kind of made me nervous, but I'll go back to that docu series, <laughs> documentaries, the and features. Makes you nervous. Unscripted. Why? Because I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean? What does that mean? Like, I get reality <clears throat> TV vibes when someone says unscripted, and uh, I don't see the Obamas doing reality TV. So, but I do. What kind of reality TV? Not though? like Ratchet, but I can see them. Not like, like Housewives. No, but like reality in the sense of. Following them going somewhere. Oh, okay. Like that's fair. You know, or something like that, or or something with some substance. But Barack is funny, isn't he? And he talks he a lot. Is of very shit. clever. So I can see him in those confessionals, like saying stuff that people are like, "What the hell is Barack yep. talking about?" Like you Michelle know, Michelle reels him back exactly. in. Exactly. So you know, I can um, I can see that. And one thing about the Obamas that I really love is their old photographer that was with them in the yes. White House. His Instagram is flawless, and he's steady. The best to ever he do it. He steadily trolls Trump. For real. With everything. Yes, when there's something going on with um, Trump, he'll mm-hmm. post a picture of Barack in, like, some type of similar situation and be but like, doing it this, differently. you know, this president never had a problem with XYZ. And it'll be, <laughs> you know, like, he does that all the time. Yeah. So, yes, his old photographer, his name is Pete. 
Souza, yes, yes. award-winning so, Pete Souza. So if you don't follow him on Instagram and you're, you know, a lover of the Obamas, as most of us are, mm-hmm. you should follow Pete Souza and laugh at all of his Trump trolling uh, pictures of <laughs> Barack and Michelle. <laughs> I so. love that. Um, also, Michelle Obama's releasing a new book. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. The cover. The pre-order on deck. Cover. Is 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 a black girl magic Auntie at its Cheryl. finest. Slaying, slaying. But the book is going to be called Becoming, and it's to be released on November 13th, okay. um, 2018. It basically just um, is a memoir about her life, mm-hmm. and she's going to go on a nationwide tour. So we have to be... I, I agree. At one of these, you know, book signings or one of her... Um, tour stops because I need to see Michelle although she gave me a hug before when she kind of was that same <laughs> were we there the same day you probably were okay when she I was in the gym so. yes she gave me a hug girl, girl Michelle <laughs> we was with you shooting in the gym no, yes respect. we were this was before he won the first time yeah. girl we had your back so that was so good oh, it that was, was, it was she came packed. out the signs still delivered mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So, oh, um, good memory. You know, I'm excited. Um, and I just want to read. Um, this is a, a excerpt from USA Today. It says Obama's, well, Michelle Obama's mm-hmm. uh, memoir will cover her life from her childhood on the South Side of Chicago to her years as an executive, balancing the demands of motherhood and work to her time spent at the world's most famous address. Nice. So I'm interested to see what kind of tea Auntie Shell gonna spill. Okay, because we love the tea. No, she gonna give us a little bit. Only she a little. She gonna give taste, us a little though. bit of juice. She gonna give us a little black. I girl. feel like Barack will give us more. I agree. Cause he don't care. Barack is with the shits. <laughs> that's why she loves him, and that's why I love them. Indeed. <laughs> what else you got, girl? Um, did you see? Corey Patrick, the young boy who walked to school, I mean, walked to the bus stop to catch the bus to high school every day. And I've then he got on the bus it. to go to his graduation. So, what was it, maybe two weeks ago now, he graduated from high school and um, he caught the bus. And the bus driver took a picture of him once he dropped him off so he can finish, you know, walking the rest of the distance. And the photo went viral. They had the young man on the Ricky Smiley morning show. Um, they called in or whatever. And Tyrese had called Ricky Smiley like maybe the day before that. So they all decided to get together. And, of course, he was going to have a little graduation party. So they're turning it into a huge graduation party, paying for his DJ food, inviting Aww. the whole city out. And because he had ridden the bus and made that sacrifice to make sure he could get to school to get his diploma, they got together and decided that he was going to get his license and they were going to buy him a car. And that was a real feel-good story. You know, a lot of times we look at, or the collective, we look at younger people and we're like... They don't know struggle. Yes, they don't know struggle. Like, what is, you know, the future going to be like with these lazy, entitled... and, And it is like that a lot of times. Like, I know a lot of people who are my age and younger who have this sense of entitlement, you know, because of the world that they were born into. And then every now and then you hear a story like this and you're like, we might be all right. Yeah. So I just thought that was dope and wanted to give him a shout out. Which is one of the reasons why I love Ricky Smiley. Yeah. I really like Ricky Smiley and I think that he's a genuine person. I feel like he's down to earth. Mm -hmm. He's relatable. He's funny as hell. And if you all are an avid Real Housewife watcher, like I am. Mm -hmm. He actually went on a friend date with Portia, because, you know, Portia is on his morning show. Yes. And 
Okay, guys, I'm going to give you this tidbit. Sincerity and humor will Goes take you a long, long way. way. Woo! You better you say a that. long way. And when I tell you, he was making me giggle, and it was, I wasn't even there. And I was like, <laughs> Portia, this is who you need to be with. Like, he's older, he's funny, mm-hmm. he's established. He ain't, you know, he's just being himself, just silly. Yeah. But at the same time, relatable, like, he was listening to her, like, grievances about, like, men and everything that was going on and being genuine. I'm like, this is what you want. And I've always thought that Ricky Smiley was just hilarious. So, I'm not surprised that he would do something like that. That is so, that made me feel good. And I didn't even get to see it. You have to Google it and see because, and everybody was like, because Twitter goes afire when, you know, the shows are all, everybody's like. Is it just me or... Was there some chemistry? <laughs> yes. Or? Yes. Everybody was saying that. I'm like, Portia, that's what you want. Right. He down to earth. You know, he cute. You know, he, he, he... I mean, you know, come on. I have similar conversations <sighs> with women all the time. And I, I I won't even say how I know her. But there's this one person in particular that I, I, I feel like I'm about to stop preaching this to. Because she's always saying like, oh, I wish so-and-so looked a little better now, when she says these things, I'm looking at her like, but he is attractive. But I guess it's not like what she wants. And then, you know, and she's not the only woman that's like this. Or the only person for that matter. Because I, mean, I know my Naomi, guy friends are the same. Is she Naomi Campbell? Girl, no. So S- anyway. Sips one. <laughs> Let me grab mine too. I mean, is she Rihanna? I mean, girl. <laughs> drink it down, baby. Drink it down. <laughs> I mean, boo, get it together. But it's like, so <clears throat> they're funny, they're smart, you know, they're established, they listen to you, they have excellent conversation. That funny be- goes a long way. Doesn't it? Listen. If you make me laugh. If you make me laugh. <laughs> you, you make, make me, me laugh. laugh. <laughs> for real, I mean, for real. not like where you have to fake, because I'm not good with the fake laugh. No, like, but I mean, I you make me bust the gut a lot. You in there, like you swimwear. You in there. Okay. Same page. Okay. So, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people pass up opportunities to be with people that they need to be with because they have this checklist, and you really just need to be able to be open about your emotions and your needs and the needs of the individual that you're going to be with and what you plan to establish with that individual once you enter into a partnership. That's what relationship is about. That's mm-hmm. what relationship building is about. And if you're out here trying to check off a height, a skin tone, and all these other things. My thing is, if your teeth aren't jacked up and you take a bath and you put on real clothes, you know what I'm saying, and you'll go to work and we have chemistry. Yeah, because I dated guys who, at first sight, I wouldn't have been like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Like, no. But then after getting to know them, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, Finest thing on so the planet. Fine, girl. <laughs> Can't tell you no different. That is bae, honey. That Ooh. is bae, okay? Exactly. So, so, y'all better stop sleeping on these dudes that, that you may not feel is as visually appeasing. Because these ones you're running after, everybody running after them and they know it. Exactly. So, you just another notch on the bill. And here's the thing. You, your butt hurt whenever you see the person that you passed up with somebody else and they're treating them well. And you'd be like, oh, she got a good one. Exactly. You, you know you that for a fact, a good, too. You could have got a good one, but you passed them up. Let me hop I mean, off. we. I think we all have. Nope. I have. I, uh, no, I'm, I just said no. I'm sorry. I just said no because I, I just don't have that experience. <sighs> I have always liked nice guys. Now, have I ended up with some jerks? 
Yes, but it wasn't because they showed me that they were jerks or, like, trying to be fly in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? They just took off the mask later. I think that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. They seemed to be nice. Right. But it was just a facade. Right. But then when I got to see the real deal, I was like, oh. Yeah. That was play play. Right. But there are some guys that I know that maybe I've never... That's what I mean. I've never really... I've never been in a intimate situation with them or a relationship with them mm-hmm. but I know they're nice guys and then when I see them with someone or they're married I'm like oh yep dang could have been me no I don't feel that way no I just like I have a friend that, that got married a few years ago and I know that he is such a sweet guy yeah and so I know that she's got a good husband yeah. like that type of thing like man she got a good one but yeah. like in a happy way mm-hmm. you know like she better do right because right. I will be there like who you want me to fuck up? Right. Because you ain't going to do my friend dirty. So it's that <laughs> type of thing. Okay. <laughs> it's that type of thing. Not it could have been me because, no. Nah, I don't like it like that. No. I feel you then. Um, we went all the way off, but you know what I'm saying. That's okay. That, that's a necessary conversation that people need to hear. They do because you might be, listen, you might be blocking your blessing. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that's going to love you. Right. Like when you get sick and can't take care of yourself or something happened to you or you have a family problem or you broke or you lose your job or you are depressed. Like you need somebody that's going to love you through that. Right. Or that you don't have to feel self-conscious with with the regular stuff. Like I know people who are afraid to you know take laugh, that wig off take your wig off laugh <laughs> extra hard look i just took my braids out take your braids out you know that kind of thing and it's like i mean listen you need to be with somebody who's gonna love you when you're ugly because if you can't be around me when i take the weave out and the wig off with the cleo braids right we can't rock because right. i'm not gonna be just uncomfortable up in my house for you all the forever time. Like, bro. Because that could be a forever thing. Because I guarantee you, your mama got some Cleo braids, too. Or your sister one. <laughs> Why are okay? you talking about people's mamas? Because you know how black men do sometimes. They be tripping. Yeah, that's true. Like I a- just had this conversation yesterday. I think it was with my mama, too, about how, like, back in the day when you're young and guys at school be picking at people's mamas, like, they'll pick at people's mamas or tell a bunch of fat jokes. And then they get in trouble at school, and their mama has to come to school and get them, and they got. Their like, mama be looking just as crazy. I remember one time <laughs> that tickled me every single time. Like, how are you out here talking about people's mamas in the rap battles? This is the funniest thing, and then we're gonna move on. Okay. One day I was on a bus, and these two guys were cracking on each other, right? And the one guy's <laughs> mama laughing. The one guy's mama drove a Ford Festiva. Do you remember what a Ford Festiva looks like? I do. And so. The other guy, not the one who rode in the Ford Festiva, but the other guy that was crapping on him told him, he was like, man, shut up. That's why your mama's car run on a watch battery. When I tell you. <laughs> That's I, disrespectful. I never forgot that joke. That joke was so freaking funny because who, it was a little bitty car. <laughs> yeah. Man, that shit was so funny. It wasn't Wait a minute, what grade were y'all in? We were in high school. I was going to say, because if it was any younger, I would have said he heard his older brother no, say that. It was in high school, but okay. it, it was just so, because it was it was funny, but it wasn't malicious. Like, it wasn't right. like, oh, we're going to fight. Like It's one of those things where everybody laughed, everybody, including the person you were picking yeah, it. Yeah, because it was hilarious. Like, that was an actual funny one. I do miss those days. I know we said we're going to move on. I'm not going to tell any jokes. But I do remember those back of the bus days. Like, 
It's just crazy. Like the cl- you have to be clever if you grow up in a certain area. Yes. you have to be clever. And I know, like after a while, like people would see me walking around school with my violin and you know my glasses, and I always had a bunch of bags because I always had somewhere to be, and I was making good grades and just all this stuff. And the perception was but I was a certain kind of, but Try but me. they did not know. Where I rode the bus from. Try me, sis. You have no idea the kids that ha- I play in the neighborhood with. Oh, my, I'm good. My brother. Right. I'm good. Me and my brother, we are some funny folks. Yes. Yes, we, y'all are. We are some funny folks. And I learned how to crack from my brother. Yeah. You you learn that from getting picked on constantly. And you gotta be ready. Sink or swim. You gotta be ready because you can't let nobody pick on you. Yep. You got to be able to come back. And then that way, when you come back, they be like, all right. Well, I know she gonna, you yeah. know, she gonna let get me, me so I'm gonna, yeah, let me go on with somebody else because exactly. she she know how to crack. Yes, I do. <laughs> Don't come over here playing with me. Right, I got something for that. I got something for that ass. <sighs> um, man, we got way off, but good. That was good commentary. Um, you want to hear one more positive thing, or do I move on to something? I have a few positive things. Okay. Go ahead. We'll have another positive thing. Go ahead. I'm nervous because I might take you downhill. Well, let me go first. Please. Okay, I just want to send a big, huge hand clap of praise to the Lord Jesus for allowing Stacey Abrams to win the Georgia Democratic primary. Yes. The first black woman in U.S. history put forward by a major party to lead a state. She beat her opponent by 53 Good points. Good God. That was an ass whooping. Yeah. She whooped ass being black and natural-headed, okay? Right. So that lets you know that we can do... Um, anything. And she, like, she is kind of like a Cinderella story. She's the daughter of um, working poor parents. Mm -hmm. She ended up being the valedictorian of her high school. She went to Spelman College um, and then later earned her law degree from Yale. She owns small businesses. She's written romance novels. Like, this is like a renaissance woman. Absolutely. She can do it all. All wearing twists and natural hair. Amen. That's my favorite part. So, Georgia... Y'all showed out, and when it comes been time, showing out, been showing out, and when it comes time to vote in November, I'm sure with this this excitement and this drive that you guys have behind you, y'all gonna show up and show out. So I just want to say huge, 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 a huge congratulations to Miss Abrams and to the people in Georgia that voted her and made a difference by exercising their right to vote. The so. most beautiful part about this is. I, I look back over it from a holistic standpoint, like one position at a time, we're really doing this. Like one position at a time, we're really, really doing this in the cities and states where we can make big impacts. And I'm we very are, proud of and that. We, and we have to, but this is one thing that I want to say. And this is just how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just get them in there. Yes. We have to stay engaged with them. Right, stay we involved. have to hold them accountable, just like we would anybody else. Make sure that they're keeping true to what they said they were going to do. Because That's if black, white, orange, or green. And even if you're, you know, even if people have good intentions, a lot of times if you're in the minority and you come into, you know, a construct that has been in existence for a long time, you can get sucked in. Like I, I it angers me. But I also understand, because I look at both sides, how, like, 
if the room is full of white males and their daddies or granddaddies have been in these roles and they've been in these positions for years, how tough a fight it is to be in that room by yourself. I'm not saying she is, but I'm just saying like how tough of a fight it is. So like, you're right with us staying engaged with the people staying engaged. That means that when that person enters the room, they have everybody who voted for them and everyone who stays engaged with them behind them or in the room with them. And I don't want it to be another, you know, 2010 midterm elections like it was when Obama first got in office where we go, yeah, 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 we got a man and then we don't go back and vote. And then the other side mm-hmm. is, you know, revved up and they go in and turn everything back red. And so then the people that we're putting in place can't enact or do anything that we put them in there to do because they, they don't know have the what votes. To do. Yeah. Right. So we have to stay engaged. We have to vote every time there's an opportunity to vote, not just for the big things, mm-hmm. and hold these people accountable and support them in doing the things that, that we voted them in that position to do. Correct. So that's all I wanted to say about that. But congrats to Stacey Abrams for that black girl magic. Fact. I also want to congratulate the first female prime minister of Barbados. The honorable prime minister Mia Armour Motley. Black girls be doing it. What? What else happened this week? Oh, um, I know who I wanted to say last week when we were talking about Will Smith. And I was talking about his, we were talking about his new song. And um, he's also doing the official song. I think they're done with it now. But the official song for the 2018 FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. They commissioned Will Smith to do that song. So um, I have not heard it, but I'm excited. Did you see the video where he was talking about how the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air came yes. together? Yes. So crazy. That's a good story, though. It is. It's- Listen, if you ain't following Will Smith on Instagram, you losing. Yeah, you're doing something wrong. You got to follow Uncle Will. I just had a conversation about... Big Willie. People like Will Smith, artists who have transcended, and, you know, we always throw around this genius title so loosely to someone who's just really, really good at one thing, but I feel like a genius is kind of like a chameleon. Like, they have a mind to where they can adapt and excel with anything and be great at anything. And I feel like Will Smith, he's one of those people. Queen Latifah, she's one of those people. Missy Elliott, Timbaland, Pharrell. They're those people who have continued to use their platform. Ice Cube. Yes. To use their platform to just grow and grow and do it all. And, um... It's just like greatness. Like you, you have to pay attention to those people and really think about who you're giving this genius title to. And that's all I'm going to say. Now, well, what version of the story did you hear? Or I feel like maybe you heard a piece of it. Did you hear the part where he was saying that um, Quincy Jones wanted him to do an audition right there and he didn't want yeah. to do it? He said he wasn't ready. Yeah. And so did you hear the speech that Quincy gave him afterwards? No, I did not hear that part. Okay, so... I think I heard the clip or saw the clip that you heard initially. And this weekend I went back and I I heard like something that was about six minutes longer. And he was just talking about how um, one of the execs at NBC was at the party, which is why Quincy wanted him to do the audition right there. Because he knew somebody was watching. Exactly. And he said, I'm not ready, which is what we heard on the first one. And he was like, okay. He was like, so when do you want to do it? And Will was like, well, schedule it for about a week. And he was like, okay. So, yeah, we'll we'll get so-and-so to schedule it for about a week out, and we'll be ready. And then the guy from NBC, I can't remember his name, so I'm just going to refer to him that way. We'll have something come up, and he'll have to cancel the meeting. And 
And and Will was like, okay, well, we can schedule it for three weeks out. And Quincy was like, okay, you're right. And then, you know, three weeks will go by and somebody else will have the job or, you know, he'll cancel that meeting and we'll have to reschedule again. He was like, or you can take 10 minutes and do the audition right now. And Will was like, okay. He was like, okay, then just give me 10 minutes. And he said he did the audition. He was like, they cleared the furniture out. They did the audition. And when he was done, everybody was clapping. He said, Quincy said, do you have a lawyer? Will was like, I'm broke, Quincy. If I had a lawyer, the lawyer would probably owe me money right now. And he was like, cool, you're a lawyer. Go draw him up a contract. And he was like, there were several lawyers in the house at the time. They all went outside and got into a limo together. And they sat out there and had a roundtable session while they drew up a contract for the first few shows. And he was like, you know, Quincy had had a couple drinks. But he kept coming up to the limo, like with the windows rolled down, like yelling at them about what to put you in can the put contract. Quincy Jones in the genius category. Exactly. And so when I saw that one, because I had seen the other one like days before, but when I watched that, I was like, that is the epitome of stay ready so you don't have to get ready and take your opportunities as they come. It doesn't matter. Like whatever you have in hand when the time comes, if someday I'm in a room with publishers, and I only have a piece of a book, and somebody says, Tiffany's a writer, like, you need to present your, I got to give them what I got, because I might not have that opportunity Mm -mm. again. Mm -mm. And people, just because you don't see a finished product, or finished project, Mm -hmm. people that are in those positions, they can see the value, they don't, they don't need you, they don't need you to see it all the way to the end right now, Mm -mm. they just need you to have a passion for it, this talent to do it in the idea and they can, because this is what they do. Yeah. And they'll just push you forward and say, okay, well, how much time do you need to do it? Exactly. What, what do they, I need? What, what tools do you need? Exactly. And it's so funny because before he told that part of the story, he was saying that he was broke and how he was riding the bus and people were asking him to sign stuff. And he was like, it was embarrassing because I was riding the bus because I had to. And he said that his girlfriend at the time told him to go, do go you got to get up and do something he was like where am i go and she was like go to the place where people are doing it he's like well where are people doing it she's like go to the arsenio hall show and he was like that's stupid and he went to the arsenio hall show and linked up with the real fresh prince um the guy that he was telling the story about like the real fresh prince and that's who invited him to quincy's house and it was like moral of the story is you got to be ready and listen to your girlfriend i said that's a word exactly listen to your girlfriend Mm and i thought about this today and well not today over the weekend that whole it's an insta quote and people use it all the time but it's really serious the quote that says hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle I like I actually never seen there may be 10 or 15 other dudes out here that maybe have been just as talented as Will Smith yep but they didn't have that drive or even the people that God put around him right. to push him towards that. They didn't have that hustler spirit or others around them that had it like, nigga, you need to get up. Right. You know, that girlfriend, like, get your ass up. You right. know, <laughs> like, go on to where you need to be. Like, do something. Because yeah. she was probably tired of hearing them talk about it. Like, get your ass up and go. Right. Go find something. So you have to be willing to do things that other people aren't to get to where other people can't go. Will now slap that, me in the face. Now that that's a good word. Is a word, okay? Is that what we do in this whole episode? Give me a good word. Listen, if you use it, quote me. That's all I ask. Okay. Jeez. 
Um, what else? Uh, Pusha T. Pusha T came out with an album. Everybody's in love with it. Well, not, not everybody, but lots of people. You haven't listened to it, and I'm not going to. We're gonna get there. Um, but y'all know I'm y'all know I get stuck in my way. So the part that I want to that I'm referring to is the um the little beef. That he and Drake have had going on, and so they both come out with this song. The operative word is little beef. Little beef. Mm-hmm. No, I don't care. Right. So, um, in infrared from Pusha T, he this is Wayne. He this is Baby. He this is Drake. I don't know how Drake came up with a diss song immediately after this. Um, exactly. I prefer it though. Why didn't Drake diss Rick Ross? When Rick Ross came after Baby, he didn't say a word. He was. Quiet as a church mouse. This is true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Drake came out with Duppy like what a day and some change later. Um, he really got me though, B, when he said father had to stretch his hands out and get it for me. Now that was a good line. That was a really now I did listen to Drake's. We listened yeah. to it. But um I think it's good. Like you, mm-hmm. you want to go? Go at it. Exactly. Go it, at it. That Just speaks to go at it. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Maybe um, Kanye really like when they say Kanye, which I still don't know what this means. When they say Kanye has money problems, that just doesn't register with me. But I'm like, okay, everybody can't be telling the same lie. Maybe he has had to reach out to people and ask for money. And when you make dumbass decisions, like. Paying $85,000 to use a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom for an album that has absolutely nothing to do with Whitney Houston. That's why you have money problems, my brother. It makes absolutely no sense and is disrespectful. Would you want someone to use the operating room where Donda was? No, you would not appreciate that. A lot That's of, disrespectful. What I saw online was a lot of people were saying, though, don't that we shouldn't be mad. And by we, because I don't know if I'm mad. But by we, because I have a lot of feelings about this. So let me not say I don't feel a way. I just haven't fully worked through it yet. Because immediately after I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm offended. Then I said, if this were on the front of a Nirvana album, not say it wasn't Whitney's bathroom, but it was Kurt Cobain's bathroom or something like that, and and it was on the front of a Nirvana album, would I feel the same way or would I be like, oh, I get the correlation? Um, So I'm still working through that. But online, you know, people all have an opinion. And I saw a lot of people saying that, you should we should be upset with the person who sold the photo as opposed to the person who purchased it um i don't know i don't i don't feel a way either way about it but that has been the online argument for a few days now thoughts i still feel like it's disrespectful is it because you love nippy is it because she's our legend that you feel that way or because it could be anybody both okay that's fair. That's still somebody's sister. And, and mom. Daughter. Mother. That's fair. And what does it have to do with anything? Well, I don't know. That's why I said, did you listen to the album? Because let's say, I know J. Cole would not have done this. But with K.O.D. being K.O.D. If, if J. Cole would have did that, I would have felt the same way. I would have felt like it was insensitive. But, but. J. Cole would never done it because he had a mother that struggled with substance abuse. Right, but my so point is... So he wouldn't is, do that. But my point is, his album 
if I'm not mistaken, is KLD like kids on drugs. So if he had used that, I feel like it would have been in context. I'm not saying he should have. I'm just saying, would that have made a difference? Like it if the album cover had been in context for the music. It would make a huge difference. Okay. That's I think that's maybe my whole thing is like, I don't understand why you were so dead set on using that. And Pusha T actually wasn't. So I watched a part of the interview with him on The Breakfast Club and they had already had a cover. I wish I knew what the cover looked like. So they had a cover and Kanye came back and insisted that they use this. And Pusha T was like, no, but we already have a cover. And he's like, no, but this one is is going to be monumental. It's going to change things. And he's and Pusha T said, I don't even have, you know, I'm not going to pay $85,000 to use this photo. And that's when Kanye said, I'm going to pay it. For what? $85,000 for what? I don't know. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so you paid it. And... Nobody even cares. It's just like, oh, that was stupid. Like, moving on. So what what impact? That's the thing I do not get. Please help me understand. I also feel like it would have been more impactful had they not even said anything and people had figured it out later. If they were looking for an impact at all. I the moment oh, Pusha Jesus T came Christ. out and said something about it on the Breakfast Club. So less is more like when it comes to words I, I always say this people say too many words sometimes being evasive is more effective and when he told that whole story he let the whole cat out the bag he yeah. gave people an opportunity to judge it before they even saw it to have a feeling about it before they even saw it and not saying that people would have liked the idea anyway but you told the whole story there's no secret there's, There's no, no mystique yeah. about it. It's like you were just so dead set on saying he paid $85,000 for it. That, that and that just is stupid. Like, okay, like, that's the thing that I don't understand about famous people. Just because you pay bukus of money for something does not make it impactful or genius level. Like, it's just you wasted $85,000. Right. I mean, okay. Like, that was the point of him saying that. Right. He paid $85,000 for my album cover, so? And that's why he has money problems. Mm-hmm. Stupid. He's borrowing money from people that he used to want to go on tour with and now can't get along. Never mind. Um, Morgan, okay. in other news, Morgan Freeman, um, so I finally saw the Chloe uh, Milos? Milos? It looks like Malis. Chloe Malis. M-E-L-A-S. Chloe. I ain't trying to be disrespectful. Um... But she was saying that he had inappropriate behavior. So, you know, inappropriate behavior, harassment. I finally watched the clip that they were talking about where Morgan Freeman. um, So let me just reel it back a little bit. Michael Caine, who plays Alfred in similar roles as Alfred, but Alfred on um, one of the Batman movies, Mm -hmm. um, was basically telling the story about how he, you know, told a lady, a pregnant lady, congratulations one time or something like that, or mentioned her being pregnant and she wasn't pregnant. And after he made that statement, somebody in the audience is like, uh, you learned your lesson. And Morgan Freeman said, boy, I wish I was there. With that gaze that Morgan Freeman always has on his face, that old man gaze, no disrespect, that he has all the time now. And so... Chloe works for CNN. She's a journalist for CNN. And she basically was saying that he was gazing at her at the time. I think maybe she was pregnant or something like that. Um, And I kind of, we've discussed this before we got on the show, but I kind of took it the way that you took it. Like, 
I wish I had been there as in I wish I was there to see Michael make Learn a fool his of himself yeah. by congratulating a pregnant woman who wasn't pregnant. She took that as harassment towards her. I don't know whether it was like a she thought he had a fetish thing for pregnant women. And I saw, um, you know, some of his comments later on were basically saying, you know, we definitely need to listen to women who have been harassed, who have been abused. He was like, but I have never done anything like that. Um, and sometimes you do get creepy man vibes from Morgan Freeman because isn't he the one who married his step-granddaughter? Yes. Yeah. So that that's weird. Um, and But I'm just separating these, these conversations in that I watched the video and I didn't get it. I, I, I didn't thought, either. I thought he was basically just saying, I wish I had been a fly on that wall when Mike was making a, a fool of himself. himself. Yeah, like he was staring at me when he said, I wish I would have been there. Like, there where? Right. Like it doesn't even fit with the line of discussion like, that even you if all he were was trying to be crass, like it doesn't it make doesn't sense. Feel. And it feels like you're trying to make a story out of something. Right. And I'm not buying it. Now, do I feel as though Morgan Freeman has probably done shit? Yeah. I feel like he's probably grabbed some ass. I feel like he's probably said something out of the way. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But that instant that they're trying to highlight. That specific instance. I don't yeah. get that from that. Agreed. So, but he does, he, he is creepy old man for marrying his step-granddaughter. Oh, man, are they still married? No, she killed herself. No, how did I not know that? How did I not know that? I don't know how you didn't know that, but she did. Are you serious? I think, Yeah. Girl, I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, she's definitely passed away. Okay. And she was younger. Um, man, I didn't know that. Oh no, no, no! She didn't kill herself. I take that back. Her boyfriend stabbed her to death. Okay. Wait. What? He had a sexual relationship with his step granddaughter. But they did not get married. Right. They did not get married. Then she had a boyfriend that clarity. stabbed her to death. Clarity for clarity. Okay. I knew it was something crazy going on. Good deal. Um, not good, but I'm just saying, I'm glad that we cleared that up before we got off the air. Um, so one week before school ends, which would be this Friday in Noblesville, Indiana, there was a school shooting this past Friday, another one. Um, this is about a week after the Texas school shooting. So I don't know that they ever, um, named the shooter, which to me means that they were probably extremely young. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but there was a school shooting, um, and Jason Seaman is a teacher who stopped the shooter. He was in the hospital, so there was one student wounded and Jason, the teacher. Um, I did see a couple articles saying that he was recovering extremely Good. well. So um, I, I bring this up because did you see that there's a school shooting game set to come out on June the 6th? No way. Yes. So it's a simulation game called Active Shooter. It's coming out this, what, upcoming week? Like, the next time you guys hear us, then like a day later or something like that. But anyway, the players can choose to be SWAT or they can be the shooter. You could, okay, so the slogan is, pick your role, gear up, and fight or destroy. And my only, now now talk about things that are in poor taste. Mm, This mm, is mm. in poor taste, and my only question is like, what is this practice? Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I, I had to think about it for a minute because I remember playing, um, what's the the car 
the car game where you could like get out Grand, and Theft, Grand Auto. Theft Auto. And I loved Grand Theft Auto. I like 007. Really? On uh, Nintendo 64. Right. So that I love. Showing my age. Indeed. So I love games like that. But this just feels a little extreme. Like the whole point of the game is to either be the police or a school shooter. Like a school shooter. Not like you could go into a school and shoot the school. But like that is the point of the game. That's so odd. Like who does that? Who gets to sign and up? And I guarantee you it's going to sell out. I bet. What parent would buy their kid that though? Not saying kids can't get their hands on things. Um, because That's got to be somebody non-black that thought that was a good idea yeah let's make a game about school shooter like how insensitive and stupid is that and we'll get rich off of it Mm-mm-mm. it's kind of sad um speaking of the santa fe shooter i saw something just mentioning this in passing but you know um he is 17 years old and i think what he killed 10 people and injured like 13 he'll be eligible for parole in 40 years oh, it just in 40 years, and the death penalty is off of the table. Why? Shrug. Kanye shrug. Um, but in that same state, there's a young man by the name of Tamor McIntyre who is facing the death penalty. Same age. I've seen that. Facing the death penalty for two, um, two murders. And um, a lot of times when we have these discussions, it's like, okay, well, they live in different states or it's different mm-hmm. circumstances or the... The ages are different, but these young men are both 17. They both um, live in Texas, committed their crime in Texas, and the the difference is uh, the color of their skin. Did someone die at the Santa Fe shooting? Yes. Ten, ten people were killed at the Santa and Fe And the shooting. death penalty is off the table? Mm-hmm. I feel you staring at me, but the stat is not going to change. You killed 10 people. So at this point, you're a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I even advocate for the death penalty. Right. But the fact that it's just like, oh, no, it's off the table. Parole. Makes absolutely no sense. How are you ever even eligible for parole? Not saying that he'll get You got it, people but... that went to jail for conspiracy for selling crack that mm-hmm. you don't even know sold it. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have the possibility of parole. They got life. Yeah. Pour you some more wine, girl. I know you need it. What's the matter with the world today? That's what Prince asked, and I want to know. Where? Listen, Prince, where are you at when we need you? Good God Almighty. Okay, since we're talking about depression shit, let's talk about this NFL stuff. Please. Oh, please. So, if you are, even if you're not an avid football watcher, everybody knows the current state of the NFL kneeling protest, Donald Trump acting an orange ass, mm-hmm. and everybody being all up in arms about these players kneeling, which is basically they're executing their First Amendment right. Correct. Which now, to my understanding, they're saying does not apply to the workplace. What? <laughs> yes, child. I so, wish somebody would put it to me that way. A new um, policy has been put in place by the NFL. So... The policy states that players must stand for the anthem if on the field or if they choose not to stand for the anthem, they must stay in the locker room. Um, The teams will be fined if anyone kneels and the teams can discipline the players as they see fit. 
What do you think about that? You know how I, you know what I think about it. I mean, middle fingers to the air. Like honestly, oh, I know this is really tough to say because there are people who have aspired their entire lives to play in the NFL. But I really wish we could get some money together to. And we've had this conversation before, like starting a different league. And I know that sounds crazy, but oh, yeah. everything begins with an idea. And no, the people in the league, in the new league wouldn't make as much money as the people in the NFL are making right now. But I guarantee you, if people stop going to those games and stop purchasing their merchandise, they would either change their tune or this new league would become the thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I said, if I were a man who played in the league and I knew that I was going to make enough money to at least support my family... I would be like, I'm out. Or I'm not going to do this. So I don't want to, like for me, I don't have kids yet. I don't want to raise my son with the hopes of playing in the NFL, in an NFL that would try to punish him for standing up for the human rights but, of other people. Because they keep trying to make it about the anthem. And it's not about the anthem. It's not about that stupid flag. Because if it was, trust me, I've seen a lot of disrespectful things done by, with the American flag by white people who claim to be patriotic. Exactly. And they try to say that the kneeling is what's um, decreasing the viewers. But it's, it's not. not. It's, it's the treatment of the people that and are they know kneeling. That. And that Kaepernick and Eric, they don't have a job. That's why people are not watching the games. That's right. And I feel like this. That's hilarious that they would even try that. I feel like that people are still going to go out there and kneel. Um, I know the Jets owner said that he would pay the fines if their players wanted to still kneel. kneel. And what I think really, really got this whole thing flared up is when the, I'm not even going to call him that, when Donald Trump made that whole ran about sons of bitches and yeah. fire all of them. And so an interesting thing that I learned this week that I didn't know before is, do you know that he actually tried to become an owner of the Buffalo Bills in 2014 and was blocked? I did not know that. So I feel like he has a personal vendetta against the NFL. He does. So that makes sense why he went on this whole rant about them kneeling. So the hell what? So here's the thing. Do you think that he's trying to ruin the NFL then in some way? And mm-hmm. in and if that's the case, B, then he will win twice if this proceeds. Like, if they continue down this path. Because black people are being punished or people are being punished for standing up for black and brown bodies and the NFL is losing money. Yes, but they're not losing money because people are kneeling. Right. No, they're not. And Tim Tebow kneel forever. Nobody said anything. Correct. Nobody said anything. And you have quarterbacks in the NFL now that are not as good as Kaepernick. I don't care if people say, oh, his numbers went this. He he was nursing an injury towards the end there. So right. I don't want to hear that. Right. It's because of the protests. I just think it's complete and utter bullshit. And I've seen people already saying that, okay, so we'll be on year two of not watching. Yeah. I was, so when so they don't watch we now. We do not watch. In, when in they, my home, we do not watch the NFL. So, we'll see it if we're out in public and it's on TV. Then fine, we're like, oh, yeah, that used to be my team or whatever. But right now, we're not doing that. So what's going to happen when the viewer numbers are still down? Then what? Then what is it? It's just complete and utter bullshit. And the only way that it's going to change is if there are more black owners or they get this LeVar Ball mentality and start their own league. 
which is what I, I've been saying forever. But you got people like Cam that are, would never do that. Why do you think that is out of fear? You think people are taking care of too many people? So much so that they can't give up the amount of money that they're bringing in? Probably. an ego. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, but you, you can have And I've worked my entire life, and I'm not going to let whatever stop me. You can have an ego, but for me as an outsider looking in, and I know my opinion does not matter to them, but you can have it. For me, an egotistical move would be to say, you're not going to tell me I can't kneel. That that's ego for me. And they don't want to give up this now, but Colin is gonna be in history books. Absolutely. So oh, what a, is that he was giving a given. up? What is he giving up, really? right? Because he's gonna go on and still be able to do whatever it is he wants to do right. outside of football. Foundations, people are gonna want to work with him, yeah. etc. Um, I'm with you. Um, did you in like news, did you hear about the Milwaukee police? Um, yes. Footage of uh, your boy at the Walgreens. Wasn't it at Walgreens? Yes, it was at Walgreens, and his name um, is Sterling Brown. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie, right? He's a rookie yeah. guard who was tased in a Walgreens parking lot for a parking violation. Um, and so the only reason why we know this, once again, is because of the body camera footage that was released. And the thing that I thought was interesting is that they did not tase him until he was already on the ground. Right. So why were you tasing him? Because they wanted to show him who was boss. And here's the thing, this story just always, stories like this always make me go back to the whole body camera situation and how a lot of places don't want us to be able to view body cam footage or they don't want the officers to have to wear body cam footage. But if if the officer wasn't, then who would we have, not we, because I, I definitely would have believed the other mm-hmm. individual. The story just makes sense and it's so um, frequent, prevalent now. But who would people believe if you didn't have, like, you literally have to have proof that you were abused in order for people to believe you in almost every scenario, especially um, if you're brown. And I I think it's interesting that the police um, department released the footage and apologized and said that the officers involved acted inappropriately and they have been disciplined, whatever that means. Um, But Sterling Brown says he wants to use his platform in this situation to basically advocate for those who have no voice. Um, he released a statement, and the team did as well, saying that, you know, they had his full support. Mm-hmm. And one thing I like about the NBA is that they all wore short shirts that said, right. stand with Sterling as yeah. a hashtag. So I think it's a lot more standing together in the NBA. The, the players have a little bit more control they do. than they do in the NFL. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. Me neither. Just like how the the Texans owner said, you know, we can't let them have too much control because it's like the prisoners running the prison. Yep. <laughs> ah, the comparison. Um, and you take that how you want to take it. I know how I'm going to take it, but that's a discussion for a whole nother day because we literally don't have time. Um, gosh, what are, there are so many things I'm probably going to. There are two see. things that I want to touch on. Okay, go. And it's kind of a recap from last week. So, we talked about Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And while my sentiments are the same, mm-hmm. I actually like the song a lot. It's a good song. I just want to put that out there. Okay. Secondly. Wait, before you say the second thing, I just want to say I listened to the song over and over again with my eyes closed and came up with a whole new visual for it. But after we talked about whether or not like the lyrics made sense, 
after I went and listened to it with my eyes closed, they really make sense. They do. They and that's why I'm like, I had to recap. I like the song a lot. Yeah. You I just, just don't, don't like, like the those that he, two aspects yeah. in the video. Okay. That's it. Another thing I wanted to ask you is recapping a little bit from, from next week and not to go off on a tangent, but I think I sent you a video of a roundtable discussion about the whole royal wedding situation. And so my question to you is, although we went up for Megan because she's quote-unquote a black woman, which she's biracial, biracial. Mm-hmm. should we, as a black community, even gave two Fs about the royal wedding, considering that considering the royal family's ties to slavery and systematic oppression of people of color, should we even care? I think... It's, it's individualized, right? Because, like I said previously, I didn't care about the wedding until I finally saw the clips. And I'm like, oh, I like this, and I like the cellist, and I like that, and the choir was amazing, and the pastor is from North Carolina. You know, I cared about those things because they directly correlate with something in my life and not because, oh, Megan is getting married to a prince. So I think, you know, me... um, I individualize everything like everything is on a case-by-case basis I think the why depends um and if if you want to talk about you know systemic oppression and their ties to that like I really don't know um just because you know there are people in our lives whose families are tied to that same system um Mm -hmm. does that mean that we care any less about them if their kids have a basketball game or I know like the royal wedding and a kids basketball game aren't the same or you know if so-and-so is getting married to this person in our own personal lives like we're still going to support them so the why depends but um I, I was I was personally never just going up for Megan like oh you know we got us a princess because I don't feel that way I don't either okay I just want to make sure that we discuss that from okay. that point of view because this is the Culture Shock Podcast, and we black. Yeah. So, you know, we have to keep everything in contact. In, in context. Yeah. It's the one. In context <laughs> to what's going on in our relation to that family. And, you know, we yeah. went through whole wars to break out of their rule. Yes. So, it's like, okay, so why are we even celebrating this? Correct. So, I just had to put that out there um, and put it on the table to make sure that we're being well-rounded and not just seeming like we're just going up no some things are just for visual enjoyment and at the end of the day the things that i did like i liked it for that gotcha um you mentioned um childish gambino did you see faults the bad guys um rendition of this is nigeria i saw a little bit of it but not all of it i like that and then i saw that um diddy reposted it so and he was like oh thank you uncle diddy you know i appreciate it i thought that was cute um jaden's icon you know, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just did a remix with Nicky Jam. And I think I saw Jada repost part of that video. That's about it. Um, oh, and then, so the clip that you guys heard at the beginning of the our show today is a clip from the Josh Denny conversation with um, Van Lathan on the Red Pill podcast, which is Van Lathan's show. If you don't remember who Van Lathan is, he's the guy who just had that you know not an outburst but the conversation with Kanye at um TMZ he works for TMZ who conveniently explained to Kanye that slavery 
is not a choice. Exactly. That guy. So, Van invites Josh Denny, who is a stand-up comedian, a a white stand-up comedian, um, and he also has a cooking, not a cooking show, but a food show right now. Um, Those are the things that he's known for. And Josh tweeted last week the following, straight white male has become this century's N-word. It's used to offend and diminish the recipient based on assumptions and bias. So, White tears are pouring right now right. into my glass. Right. Your empty glass. I need to open yes. up another bottle of wine. So he, um, he of course, invited Josh on the show to kind of talk of discuss it. And listen, you guys, if you have an opportunity to go click on YouTube or go to the Red Pill podcast and and listen to this show it was really really good but specifically the part that you heard was um van basically josh came on the show and he was telling stories and so he was telling this one story about his racist father who told a racist joke to him and his girlfriend back in the day and it he kept saying the word nigger and so Van had asked him not to say that. He's like, hey, you know, I know that the word makes you uncomfortable if I say it. But for the sake of the story, I need to say it, you know, because if I don't, then it takes it doesn't take the person to the place of uncomfortability that I want them to go. Van is basically explaining to him like, dude, no. So I wanted to give you guys that clip today because he's right, like. It totally explains the way that America treats black citizens Mm -hmm. in that what you have to say, your feelings, your fears, your desires, etc. are important. They're just not more important than my feelings and my desires and what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just wanted to, you know, kind of give Van another virtual hand clap just for Checking people at the door, you know what I mean? And not allowing him to get away with that. Like, clearly, he was saying, hey, chill. Hey, I'm going to be calm, but I need for you to chill. Don't say that word. And he was right. He said, you you could have. We've been on this show for over an hour, literally discussing the N-word. You could have just used the words, the N-word, to finish telling your story. But you felt that it was so important that you needed to say nigger that even after I asked you not to say it, you said it anyway. Because my my comfort and my my dignity doesn't matter. Right. It's whatever you have to say. Right. It matters as long as it's not impeding on what you have to say. If you have to say something, that's more important than my feeling. Exactly. Which is bullshit. Speaking of the N-word, what do you think about Kendrick calling his fan up on stage and asking her to recite Mad City that has a plethora of niggas in it. You can't say it, man. You can't say it, but I'm laughing because, Kendrick, why did you call that white lady up on stage? And then... He ain't got the answer, Sway. Right. Maybe it was just in the heat of the moment. He pointed. She came up. Right. And that's what it was. And someone was like, well, he should have just called her up there. What a song that doesn't have the N-word in it. All the songs got the N-word All the songs got the N-word in it. What are you talking about? And she knew better. Yeah. I, f- I feel both people on both sides. I do not feel like she should have said it. But I'm also like, dang, Kendra, just pick a black person. There's plenty of black people. Like, just pick somebody different to come up on stage if you're going to have somebody singing your song lyric for lyric. And at first, when I heard about it, I thought, like, they were, that people were trying to explain it to me, like, 
oh, he was irate. He was outraged. Um, but I gathered that it wasn't exactly like that. Like, the way they described it to me was that he was ready to push the lady off the stage, like, after that. But why would you be that way when you called her up there to say it? I, I don't. Brother? I don't disagree. That's why I'm laughing. Well, he I didn't call, don't think it was thought through. He don't. He didn't call nobody up at our show. Put it like that. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, anything else good, bad, and different before we move on? We've been talking a long time. Yeah, no, I think we're good. That's okay. It's our holiday episode. We can do that. So, what I want to get into this week, we talk about black businesses a lot on this show. And I, I specifically want us to have this conversation about alternatives because a lot of times we'll wait until something bad happens in the media. With like, I'll use Starbucks as the example mm-hmm. or Waffle House. And then we're looking for an alternative when in reality we should be supporting black businesses all along as much as we possibly can. Um, and I know sometimes it, it gets hectic or, you know, when it comes to change, you know, everything's closer. So I'm not saying that you always have to buy from black business. But if we want to get to a place where our businesses are equal to everybody else's, mm-hmm. then we got to start thro- putting money into our own community. Mm-hmm. And that this is not a slight to anybody who hasn't done it before. It's just w- one of those when you know better, you do better, exactly. right? So I want you and I to kind of talk to our listeners a little bit and to each other about alternatives that we're used to using or our friends have used or have heard of um, just in our everyday everyday lives, everyday gotcha. uses of things, okay? Um, and I will get started with makeup brands. So, you know, I'm not a big makeup wearer, although I would like to get some practice in. But makeup is so expensive, it girl. Is. And it doesn't, you can't hold on to it forever until no. you're done using it. You know, it's one of those things where it has an expiration date. Yes. Like you got to get rid of it and buy some more. You got to get the the makeup. You got to get the brushes. You got to get the setting spray. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that comes with makeup. It is. Um, but some, some black makeup brands, and there are a multitude, but I'm just going to mention a couple of them. Are, um, and I know you've heard of a lot of these. Beauty Bakery. Mm-hmm. Bakery spelled B-A-K-E-R-I-E for those of you who haven't heard of it. By Cashmere Nicole. Um, Kaor Cosmetics. Keisha Kaor. Um, Juvia's Place by Chichi Aburu. And then Fenty, of course. A Fenty Beauty by Rihanna. And then there's one called Laws of Nature that I've I've heard of before. And then I saw it when I was looking some stuff up. That is a D.C.-based um, beauty brand founded by Jasmine Rose, um, made out of all natural products, which is why it's called Laws of Nature. And then there's a young brand called Marie Hunter Beauty um, by Kanisha K. Ruff. Um, that's a 2016 brand that just basically started a year and a half ago. And they're specifically known for her lip balms and her mattes. And I'm trying to think if there's another one. Um Oh, there's a girl by the name of Courtney Gates who owns Koi Voca, mm-hmm. V-O-C-A. Yeah, V-O-C-A is how you um, spell it. But those are just a few makeup beauty brands. Of course, like I said, I don't use um, a lot of makeup, but I have used Fenty. I love the foundation. I think it's the only one that kind of goes on, stays on, and looks like an extra skin for me. I've also played with some of Keisha Kaor's colors. Mm-hmm. You know, those uh colorful lips aren't for everybody, but that was fun and it looks good on some people, so. Um another one I want to add to that is the lip bar. Yes. So the lip bar is um a 
uh, lip line that is um, produced by two sisters, Melissa Butler and Roscoe Spears, and they're actually featured in Target, all natural products. And the interesting thing about them is that they appeared on Shark Tank, and um, one of the judges or one of the investors actually said that the lips look like colorful cockroaches. So there we have, again, this reference to roaches, as we talked about. Yes. Kim Zolciak and NeNe Leakes and that whole sh- thing, you know, blow up about NeNe having water bugs in her house in the basement yeah. in a bathroom that she wasn't using. This reference to black people and cockroaches. Right. Um, but now, you know, they're doing big things. Um, they have, they're known for their, you know, um, uh, bright lip paints and they're actually in Target now. So they're an nice. alternative as well. Yeah. Nice. So. I love that. How about you? So, one thing that I um, tend to gravitate to is natural butters and shea mixes and things like that um, that are really good for our skin. And actually, there is um, a brand and it's called Breeze Butter at Breeze Butter LLC. Um, And it's homemade shea body whips by one of our Rams. Her name is Bree and Mm -hmm. she is a nurse. And so, that's one of her key marketing points is that, you know, these products are made with a nurse's touch and she's um, I've seen her at a lot of local vendors um, and she has like great products all types of shea butter whips um, homemade and it's at breeze butter LLC on Instagram so you know I love to support the home team I'm gonna be buying some this week that's an alternative to you know not to say that a lot of the shea butter products that I see are people of color but I did run across some equate versions yes in Walmart I'm like no you have to be careful about that too no we got people that we can get it from if we need it exactly that's somebody for you guys to check out if you're interested in using um shea butter whips for your skin hair what have you right I love that um I've tried several soaps like homemade soaps and tried to find them from black companies and sometimes you know i can't get you know orders on time or that does not stop me from supporting black business it just means i need to find another black business to support Mm -hmm. right so but one that i think um is being settled on now is um moni naturals m-o-n-i-e naturals um they specialize in organic handmade products it's a philadelphia based company but they will ship to you and i just want to say it smells so <laughs> delicious and feels so good after you get out of the shower. Um, they focus on acne treatments. They have clay masks, facial cleansers. I saw that they had a beard kit and um, toners, moisturizers. Like I said, soaps, and they smell delicious. So if you're trying, of course, they're on um, Instagram as Moni Naturals. But you can go to monisquared.bigcartel.com and order, you know, from them. And I'm convinced that you'll be satisfied. Like, it's a really good product. Cool. Um, I want to chat about um, nails because we all love to get our nails did or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you want to go into a nail salon and have someone treat you with respect. Right. You know, because sometimes we don't get that respect from certain nail places. Because, girl, the last time I went in one, I was just like, I mean, I, I came in here to spend my money like everybody else. So, um, I want to highlight um, a nail salon that is here in Charlotte, and it's called Artisan Nail Salon. The owner, um, her name is Talaya, 
And she um, is a sister who owns her own nail salon. She does amazing, amazing designs. And the name of her um, salon on Instagram is at artisan.nail.studio. And she is by appointment only. And trust me, like when y'all see her designs, I mean, everything is hand done. Now, is this the one who does your nails every time I'm like, oh, girl, that's cute. No, she doesn't do my nails. But. I want her to do my nails. It's okay, just she's by appointment only. Oh, so she's booked and busy. Always booked and busy. For a reason. Um, But if you get on her site and look at her designs, mm-hmm. they're just so awesome. So that's an alternative to you spending your money elsewhere in a different community. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's talk underwear. Draws. Okay. Down and to the lingerie. Ready draws. Nothing feels as good as when you go get your nails done and you have your hair done and you take you a good long bath and you're all shaved and waxed up, whatever your preference is. Wax. And you, same. And you throw on some good undergarments. Talk about a sexy feel. You don't have to be going anywhere. Grab your glass of wine and your book and just lay across the bed or yes. watch candles. Just let it out, honey. <laughs> meow, meow. Let the cat out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> But there are a couple brands um, that have some beautiful, I mean, some beautiful gear that I've been looking at for the last couple days. So Nubian Skin is one. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, Nubian Skin is one that Beyonce has used in a couple of her videos. Okay. That's how I remember the name. Um, Anya Lust by Crystal Katora. And Being You, I like Being You too because... They have this um, nudes for all, Mm -hmm. quotation marks in the air, nudes for all uh, campaign. It's by a young lady by the name of Sadia Cisse. Honey, a good nude will get you there. Right. A good nude, a good white, a good black, Black. or a good red. red. I knew it. Give me some. Okay. Yes, girl. Well, listen, it ain't going to get you there. It's going to get them there. Okay. (laughs) They ain't going to know how to act, girl. You step up in there like, uh oh. I came to slay, bitch. Isn't that what Beyonce said? <laughs> that's what, well, Listen. that's what um, Big Frida said. Speaking what of... What was that? Messy Miles. I mean, not Messy Miles. Go ahead, Mercy. Messy Maya. Oh, rest I, in peace. I think that was Messy Maya that oh, said Oh, yes. It sure did. I didn't say Messy Miles, but hey, Messy Miles, because he's funny too. But Messy Maya, rest in peace. I think in I peace. think that's who said that. Dang, sure did. Speaking of um, tangents... Um, Big Frida is coming to Charlotte for those of you who don't ass know. Everywhere, ass everywhere, ass everywhere. Ass everywhere, ass everywhere. I love Big Frida. Listen, I need to get my legs together because yes. I want to wear a pair of short shorts and I want Big us to Frida. get it. I'm ready. I'm excited. <sighs> Same. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you. Exactly. Um, there is Beautifully Undressed. There is, um, oh, Deep Blue Dazzled. Destiny's... Uh, Destiny Shell. Destiny Shell. They got a line, girl. <laughs> no, girl. Beyonce has also used. Do y'all remember the oh the um purple bedazzled um bodysuit that yes, she wore? I seen that was in a Miss Carter War tour. Yes, they did that, and they've used the other ones. Uh, the just the tights, the bedazzled tights. Um, since then, she looked good in that. Yes, she does. So they're responsible for that, of course. Um. Who else? Um, Blue Rain is a UK-based luxury label, but it's very popular. And Suzy Black. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Erica M is by a designer by the name of Erica Young. And then, of course, Fenty X by right. Rihanna. So I haven't had an opportunity to try out any of Rihanna's. Is it Fenty X or Savage? Savage. I'm tripping. Because I'm like, Savage. I'm confused. No, you're right. This is what this is why I love you. I need you. Bloop, bloop. So those are just some lingerie brands if you're looking. Okay. So what I want to talk about are more along the lines of some hiking products. So yes. there is a black-owned business called Garner's Garden. It's based in Fort Washington, Maryland. It's a black-owned company that makes 100% all-natural body care products, including mouthwash, organic hand soap, body wash, hand and foot creams, and also hair care products, facial cleansers, and oils. Okay. Um, and this extensive product line can be ordered online at www.garnersgarden.com. Okay. So, you know, if you want hand soaps as opposed to, like, Bath and Body Works or soft soap, there are other alternatives out there for you to use to support our brothers and sisters in their business endeavors. So, that's one of them. Garnersgarden.com. True. And if you're trying to keep your clothes clean, I know you and I talked about this earlier with yes, the laundry detergent. Um, and for years, I've been hearing about true laundry detergent. So, I, I actually have a lot of peers who use it. Their clothes smell great. Good. Their clothes are clean, um, and I, I keep saying that I plan to buy one. I don't want to be hypocritical and sit here and say I'm using it right now Me because too. I just have brand loyalty um, to something that I've grown up with, but I definitely want to try it out. You can buy it from thetrueproducts.com, mm-hmm. or you can shop on Amazon for it. It's on yeah. Amazon as well. So you actually know people who have used it yes, and like it. and they love it. They live by it. Okay. Um, another thing I want to talk about is given all the hoopla that has been going on with Starbucks, um, some of us may want to, which all of us should, should go to this place just to support period. But some of us may be looking for an alternative to get our coffee. And so here in Charlotte, um, and well in Concord, there's a black owned coffee shop. Um, mm-hmm. it's a black lady that owns it. And the name of the coffee shop is C3 Coffee Crepes and Creamery and it's in Concord. Um, and so if you're looking for an alternative to Starbucks, given, you know, their recent issues with the treatment of black and brown people, that's a great alternative for you to um, go check out. Although it is a drive if you don't live in Concord, just think about the statement that you're making and who you're supporting and at least go by and grab a cup, see what the vibe is, see if you like it and, you know, check her out because, you know, once again, it's a black woman who owns this business. It's hard for business owners especially for black business owners who are competing in arenas that have huge, large companies with brand loyalty like you just spoke about. So go check her out. You know, Tell them we sent you. Tell them we sent you. Get you a pastry. Drink you a cup of coffee. Have a business meeting there. Because I guarantee you, she probably won't put you out like Starbucks will. So, you know, check her out. And she's in Concord. You know what would be cool? I mean, I... I, I'm famous for doing stuff like this. If I know something is out of the way, but I really want to support it, I just make a trip of it. I get all my girlfriends together or I might get my sister together or something like that. And we're like, we're going to go here today. Yeah, or having so, a bit there. Yeah, however long it takes to get there and hang out there, the, the day is spent for that. Now, if we don't have to spend that much time there and we leave and go do something else, fine. But just put forth an effort to say on Saturday or this day, I'm going to go there and hang out. I'm going to yeah. go there and read. And support, you and know, support. And, just, and just be a, a familiar face. Because you know how we do. Anytime we see one another, it's a familiar face. Yeah. Just That's go. True. Just go and be there and be like, oh, you know, I've read about this. I'm here to support. Let me get a coffee and a donut. 
Yep. And I'm going to chill here and read my book or research something online for an hour or two. Yep. It's something so. about that unspoken camaraderie that mm-hmm. just feels like home. Yep. Um, as far as healthcare is concerned, I know we've talked about, you know, finding a black therapist on this show before, finding black healthcare professionals. So just want to reiterate how you can find them. We definitely want to give a special shout out to um, Premier Wellness and Primary Care in Greensboro. Special shout out to our Ram family. Indeed, indeed. We always have to um, lift each other. You want to talk about them a little bit or just... No. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Premier um, um, Primary Care. Well, Takia, she just recently got married. Um, congratulations to Takia. Yes, but Takia is a registered nurse um, that went to Winston State who went on to get her nurse practitioner license. And her and another nurse practitioner that went to Winston started a primary care facility that you can reach out to for all your basic health needs so if you need any specialty situations they'll have to refer you somewhere else but just for your primary maintenance like your medications that you take for blood pressure Mm -hmm. or your diabetic medications or you know maybe your anxiety medications or your your physical physical you know lab work those things they can do that there for you and they're located in greensboro north carolina so right now, you if you're trying to find doctors in your own area, whether it's primary care or OBGYN or foot doctor or um, dermatologist or anything like that, you can go to blackdoctor.org, blackdoctor.org slash find a doctor. You can put in your zip code or your state and it'll literally pull up every registered doctor in your area. Then now, so what I do is I go there, I find the doctors that I think might work for me in the area that might work for me, and then I go look at their reviews. Mm-hmm. I see where they went to school, you know, what they do in the community, if they have that information out there, and I choose accordingly. And I have been extremely satisfied mm-hmm. thus far. So, um, and make sure you double check that they take your insurance before any services yes. are rendered. Absolutely, that's a good one, just FYI, because after you done got it done, it ain't no why didn't know. Double check. And you know what, guys? Be mindful. If you have insurance, know what your deductible is. Know what your out-of-pocket max is. Okay? Some people don't even realize that. Know what is covered under your co-insurance. A lot of people don't realize that. Understand that a copay is a copay is a copay. It's not going to go away. Once you meet your deductible, if it's $35 to see your primary care doctor... Every single time you go, it's going to be $35. Know these things. Mm -hmm. Know this. This is important. It's no more, oh, I didn't know. You need to know. You're paying for this. Know these types of things. It's a part of being a grown-up. Right. I just had to get on my rant for a minute because y'all be stressing me. Jeez Louise. And I was there. I had to learn once I got that $1,500 bill. And was like, but I got insurance. And she said, yeah, but you got a deductible. Right. That's $1,500. Pay it. So you got to pay this before we do anything. Realize this, understand this, because if you don't pay it, it goes to collections, and then you're gonna need a cosigner for everything else. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm, look, you see where I'm going with this? I'm trying yes. to help you. Let me help you. Let me learn you something. Fact. All I gotta say about that. So, um, what I wanted to talk about is for those of you who are plant moms and have plant babies, there are other alternatives besides going to Home Depot and Lowe's and places for your flowers. So there is a um community neighborhood plant shop in Durham it's called the Zen Succulent and it's owned by a sister and you can see all that she has to offer on thezensucculent.com 
or at the Zen Succulents. She has DIY tutorials. You can come in and create your own, you know, succulent, um, uh, like plant arrangements and all that kind of good stuff. So nice. check her out. Go there if you are interested in plants. I know some people drive all over the world to get specific types of plants. So check her out. Visit her if you're a plant mom or a plant dad. And you have plant babies. So we got to support our own. Have plants in your home. They're good for you. I just got a new fiddle. I think did I did. You did. Yes, you I'm did. excited, girl. I'm excited. So yes, check her out um, and visit her if you're in Durham or if you're making a trip that way. Yeah. So I've had some peers like at work um, get married over the last two years or whatever. And something that constantly comes up is, <laughs> we're going to get you there. Where something that friend? constantly I'm tired of kissing frogs Lord Jesus well, stop kissing frogs then they be disguising themselves you don't know until we you kiss them and then they that. morph into a frog <laughs> I thought it was the other way around speaking of morph this is a tangent but I just spoke about earlier how I was you know helping my mom nurse back mm-hmm. to health and I really like literally kicked her ass in a game of jeopardy and it's probably because she doesn't oh, feel well my God. but one of the questions was it was called the the categories was epic fail right mm-hmm. and it was all about people who have failed in epics yes and i did not realize that morpheus mm-hmm. was the god of dreams yeah which makes a lot of sense when you think about the matrix yes Okay, that has nothing to do with nothing. You just wanted to say I that want, you want to get I that off your chest. You wanted to tell that to people yes, who didn't I did. know. Yes, okay. I did because I was kicking ass in Jeopardy. Little I said, girl, fact. I am whooping your butt. But it's probably because she was hurting. But anyway, I had to get that out. That's a low blow. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, um, so something that's come up a lot um, with with my peers and, and coworkers and stuff like that along the way is wanting to support black business when they're getting married so they're looking for you know caterers and um dress designers and stuff like that and so I just want to talk a little bit about some boutiques and some designers that I know are black that do an excellent job so there's courtesy uh Jean or Jean depending on how you pronounce it um, by Ralph Thurin in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is Andrea Pitter Campbell. She is on Instagram. Let me tell you something. Every two or three days, I go back to her Instagram page because she probably has like the most beautiful wedding dress of all time. Um, her shop is called Pantora Bridal. Now, it's New York-based, um, but I think that she has a shop she doesn't have a shop in Virginia, but there's a shop in Virginia who has some of her bridal gowns. And I know someone in North Carolina, so I'll update you guys if it happens. Um, but someone in North Carolina who's also trying to carry her gowns as well. Amazing designer. Brides by Nona is an ATL-based um, bridal shop. Mm-hmm. And then, I can never pronounce... Oh, no, no, no. There's Brides and Babies which is a luxury brand in, um, out of Nigeria, but they do shipping. And then Nick Kasiva uh, is a London-based. Now, he's a guy. All the rest have been women, um, but makes a beautiful bridal gown as well. So just, you know, if your sister is getting married, if your mama is getting remarried or married for the first time, or if you're getting married, you might want to, Look up some of these people and um, see if you can support them. Dope. Yep. 
I'm always interested in, in finding black female designers for gowns because right now, if I were to get married, I would probably go on a liquid diet and fit into a Haley Page because yes. I love Haley Page designs. Yes. Um, also, speaking of weddings, everybody loves the knot, but um, Muna, I think it's either Muna or Muna Lucci Bride is the black form of the knot and they put all things black wedding okay so check them out as well and get a lot of ideas from from them too because i, I follow them they have one muna lucci or muna mommy or something like that they're they're all oh kind of like the knot has everything like yes home and then baby and yes all that. Okay. same thing um i wanted to highlight some black interior designers please um and so I was actually put on to this person by one of my friends um, that I think goes to church with this person. Her name is Cheryl Luckett. Okay. Um, and she, um, her Instagram page is um, Dwell by Cheryl. And she's an interior designer based here in Charlotte. And her website is www.dwellbycheryl.com. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome designs. Her Insta stories are always informative and cute and funny. And she just... Seems like a very, very sweet spirit, mm-hmm. like someone that you would want to invite into your home to help you. Um, nice. So, yeah. So if you have time or you, you think that you may want to hire someone to do some interior decorating, she's a good one. Also, there is a local furniture store, custom furniture store um, here in Charlotte, and it's called Tuft. And it's uh, owned by a sister, and her mm-hmm. name is Danielle McKim, and she also does a lot of DIYs and tutorials where you can come in and basically do a workshop and there's your piece of furniture that you built with your hands in her store. I like that. So check her out. Um, And on Instagram, she's at Tuft underscore, I think, Danielle McKim or something like that. Mm -hmm. But if you go on Instagram and search Tuft, T-U-F-T, you'll find her. Um, also, there is a duo in Atlanta, and their um, interior design company is called Forbes and Masters, and it's Forbes, the plus sign, Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, they're at Forbes Masters. They're two sister interior, they're not sisters, mm-hmm. but they're right. sisters. sisters. Interior um, decorators, and if you know Malik, who owns Curlbox, yes. they pretty much have done everything with her okay. as far as interior design, and everybody knows that her house is fabulous. So follow them, check them out, and those are just some alternatives, whether you're in Charlotte or if you're in the Atlanta area, um, those are some alternatives for you to check out some black interior designers, and they're all sisters. Nice. Um, Speaking of Charlotte, there's also a place here called Dressing Room Interior um, Studio, and so um, that's in Charlotte, Nicole Crowder Upholstery is, I can't remember where that is. But Cedar and Cotton is based in Baltimore, Maryland. That's a a cute name. Cedar and Cotton? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, And then, like, Uhuru Furniture and Collectibles is in Philadelphia. I always like the word or the name Uhuru. Um, It means freedom in Swahili, and I only know that because of Star Trek. I like the name of Tulu. Yeah. I think Tulu is a nice name. It is nice. For a boy. Um, What else? Oh, one, if you're in the New York area, there's one called Harmony Designs Furniture and Interior, and that's out of New York. So, just to give you a little flavor from all around, there's one from New York, one from Maryland, one from Philly, and one from right here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also, in L.A., there's a, a girl, her name is um, Nikki Chu. 
I've heard. I've heard of Nikki Chu. And she's in LA, so there you go. You in LA, check out Nikki Chu, and I think she's at Nikki Chu on Instagram. She I know she does like housewares, she does pillows and fabrics and all that kind of stuff. And she's an interior designer and she's very inspirational. She's put some good good quotes up on her page that I've I've liked over recent years. And stole it. I did steal it, but so what? She kind of stole it too. <laughs> um, some black eyewear companies are Botin, um, by Lex, Mark, Optic, LLC. Um, I Dare You. I think that's the cutest oh, that's name. Cute. I like an eyeball. Like, I Dare You. Um, Leisure and Labels. Elegant Eyes. Um, elegant Eyes. Elegant Eyes. Yes. Uh, Tiananmen Rhoda and Coco and Breezy. Coco and Breezy is a good one. They've been yes. around um, for a long, long time. A lot of celebrities wear Coco and Breezy too. Are they still modeling? I think so. Okay. So, if you wanted to check out some eyewear, there's another one. Um, Black-owned eyewear company, Utenzi Miller Eyewear, mm-hmm. um, and it's in the New York, New Jersey, a metropolitan area that specializes in servicing your eyewear and accessory needs. She has some dope frames on her site at Utenzi Concierge. Pop it. When you say the word concierge, it just automatically makes the price go up in my head. Oh, they're expensive, too. Mm-hmm. But they're worth it, and I would rather give my money to her than to right. some French person that... I don't even know or will never even see. Right. So, yeah. So, that's good. There are those. Do you have any more specifics? One more specific that I have. Um, we all are on our workout grind or trying to be, even if we've fallen off like myself. Amen. We'll get there. And there is a black-owned um, fitness line called TransFit. Yes. At T-R-A-N-Z-F-I-T. And they specialize in men and women's fitness apparel. They have some cute stuff yeah. on their website. Like, stuff that I would just wear out somewhere. Okay. Like, I would just wear it. I would put it on and be like, this is my outfit for today. Transfit. T-R-A-N-Z. Fit. Popping. Love it. Popping. Check them out. Check it out. Also, um, with athletic gear, there's a place called Perspective Yoga Wear. Okay. They ship also. You can find them at PerspectiveYoga.com. It's by a young lady by the name of Jamia, if I'm not mistaken. That's how you pronounce her first name, J-E-M-E-A, Kingsby Jackson. And they focus on sizes, fitting, and affordability, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because when I was reading about the, um, the line, she was basically saying, you know, if I want to work out every day or almost every day and I'm wearing, you know, $60, $100, like, pants and you know, maybe I'm a little heavier or whatever and the thighs are rubbing out. Like, it's just not worth it. And you want to be able to afford to have different workout clothes instead of mm-hmm. having to repeat and rewash the same ones that you have all the time. So, that really stuck with me. Um, other than that, of course, you know there are going to be plenty of other things that you need or want um, on a regular basis. So, when it comes to apps in order to find black-owned businesses... I feel like I've said this before, but where you, like as in where are you, but just W-H-E-R-E and the letter U, it's a free website and a free app. Um, So you can just put in what you need and find a directory um, so that you can support black businesses. It's free to add your business to the website, hint, hint. (laughs) And um, yeah, so they, they don't have everything on there, but I'd say... 
download the app and stick with it. And if you know you have a black business or have a friend who owns one, then have them put it on there. Because at, at this point, it's a community of people mm-hmm. trying to build the directory together so that we can use each other. Um, so that we buy black, of course, if you're on Instagram and you're black, you've probably seen their Instagram page. But it's also an online marketplace. If you just Google We Buy Black, you'll be able to see um, different businesses that they promote on a regular basis. They have a website um, for products and services. And then I saw one called Izania, I-Z-A-N-I-A. And you can use that to search your area. Mm. Also, Movin, M-O-O-V-N, is the black alternative to Uber and Lyft right now. Mm-hmm. So they're really popular in Africa and the Middle East. Right now they're attempting to grow in the U.S. So maybe you use Lyft whenever you can. Maybe you use Moving whenever you're in an area that's close to it. Just, you know, check it out every now and then. See if you can support. Because the more people they have use it, the more it'll grow. Gotcha. Um, the more opportunities that you create. You know, business opportunities for other people. Um and whether it's insurance, grocery stores, childcare, car dealerships, automotive repair, if you need a MUA, etc., yes, um, you'll always be able to look those things up with the apps and websites that we've given you. If you need an MUA, Charlotte, now, I was gonna know. I was gonna say I know a plenty of yes, MUA at Dolled Up by Bree or at Lanika L A N E K A M U A. Dope sisters who can slay some makeup also your sister fact yeah your sister can do some makeup melanin Monroe can hook up a face okay. she can be the face now stylist sunny ray dot official she can do your hair honey lay you down okay uh-huh. my best friend if you need okay. if you need a good hairdo i mean we got it yeah and we need to share it with each other and actually um patronize these people that's true. Without um, asking for discounts. That part. I'm just being real. You know who else is like a pro-beauty artist? She's also a beauty educator. Um, Markia, well, she used to be Markia Kennard. She's now Markia James. And on Instagram, Yeah, she's I'm trying to get like Markia. Glam, trying to put the last name on you hoes. Mm-hmm. She's Glam underscore Key. That's Q-U-I. And she does weddings, um, you know, but she'll beat your face for any any reason. And uh, you can find her on Instagram there or www.glamkey.com and just check her out. I mean, you guys, she's gorgeous without makeup, but when she puts her makeup on, it's amazing. And her brides, the befores and afters, you'll fall in love immediately. Um, and I think Marquis is in the Maryland area, too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. So check that out. Um, anything so. you don't want the people to forget? That was good. I don't have good any information. any from any um pertinent things that are going on in life right now. Just to stay woke, stay active. Not stay start, woke though. Listen, start following up on who may be potentially running for office in your area. Make sure you register to vote. Make sure that people that um are close to you are registered to vote and that on that day they have a ride to get there. Go ahead and start planning that stuff now because we need to start getting our brains wrapped around these midterm elections and how important they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to say that every single episode. Get ready. Stay ready. So you, so you don't gotta have get, to get ready. ready. That's exactly. right. 
Um, so I do have a few things. Just, you know, most backtrack. So the next time we chat with you guys, it'll be June. Can you believe it? No. June. So summer is coming. Um, and June is LGBT Pride Month. Okay. Okay. Um, it's actually in June. They commemorate the 1969 Stonewall riots, which is why it's technically in June. Um, I don't know if you guys know about that, but in 69, the Stonewall Inn. Um, so, I know I'm always trying to tell y'all something, but you know, you you never know when you're going to need this in trivia one day. So, so, in New York, there was this inn called the Stonewall Inn. And back in the day, police officers used to raid like bars that they knew gay people would be at mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So, that was like a known thing. But the Stonewall Inn was owned by the mafia, okay? And bars are the ones who usually welcome, like, the unmentionables at the time, which, you know, are drag queens, transgender people, lesbians, male prostitutes, homeless young people, um, effeminate young men, etc. So, anyway, um, the police come in and they raid this place in June, at the end of June 69, and for some reason, it just turned into a thing, girl, when I tell you the LGBT community was fighting the police, like, to no end. So, it, it really turned into a big thing. And then, like, two days later, they had another riot. And then a couple of days later, they had another riot. Like, those people were not playing. They were basically saying, look, we're tired of only being able to go to bars and then y'all come and get us here because you don't like our lifestyle. So, anyway... The following year, which was the 70s, 1970, was the first time they had a pride parade in New York, um, in L.A., in San Francisco, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And we've been having them ever since. So, you know, just a little history. We might need to have one of our our friends from the community, the LGBTQ community, to come on and talk with us. Yeah, we can do that. Um, that would be good, actually. It'd be awesome. Um, what else? June third, um, the We've Got the Jazz Fest is at the Bachelor mm-hmm. Museum of Modern Art. The tickets are fourteen dollars. So, you know, if you need a place to hang out, want to, you know, have a nice little date day or date night, or just hang out with your friends, it's only fourteen bucks, um, and you'll have a good time. On June second is the Black Beach White Beach Black Film Festival um, showing in Charlotte. And I think right now those tickets are free. I saw them like on Facebook or something like that. So you just have to register. And start gearing up for Men's Health Week, which is June 11th through 17th. I know I could have saved this until next week, but I want you to start getting ready. Get your boyfriends, get your fathers, get your if, even the men that are listening. Get your homeboys together. Like Have this discussion. It might be uncomfortable for some of you, but we want to see y'all live a long time. And I hope that y'all want to see each other live a long time. So... Um, it's from the 11th to the 17th this year. It always ends on Father's Day. So make your, if you haven't made your annual appointments for the year, just go ahead and do that. June is also International Children's Day and National Say Something Nice Day, which is funny because as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, that's June 1st. But as soon as I saw that, I thought of a whole bunch of ugly stuff to say. And I was like, you know what, Tiffany, you really got some petty to still work out, so... Also Juneteenth. Of course, Juneteenth is coming up, which mm-hmm. we'll get a chance to talk more about, about next that. week. Yeah. But Juneteenth is coming up until we yeah, actually... we always have us a good time celebrating Juneteenth. Right. Cool. Gotcha. 
Um, anything else? Uh, June 3rd is National Cancer Survivors Day. I'm just trying to get all the days out between now and the next time we talk to y'all. So I think that is it. That's always the first Sunday in June. Gotcha. Um, so, B. Um, oh, I know what I didn't ask you. What? what inspired you or what was funny this week? Um, one thing that inspired me this week was, did you see the real life Spider-Man? No. So, um. What had happened? There is, um. I take it he's probably an African gentleman, but he was in France. And basically, this four-year-old was hanging from a high-rise about to fall. And he climbed up all the floors and got up there and got that baby off. Like what? a real-life Spider-Man. He's a real-life superhero, and his name is uh, Mamoudou Gassama. And he's an undocumented immigrant, and he became a national hero in France. And so France actually awarded him citizenship and offered him a job as a fireman. Are you serious? Climbed up there and got that baby. Man. Yes. And it wasn't even a black baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that he only got to say black baby. But that just, is, that just shows how selfless he is. Like, yeah. that's how we are. That's true. That's how we are. So, props out to uh, Mamudu Gasuma. I love it. Is that how I say it right? Gasama. Sorry, I'm butchering your name, boo. But you fine in chocolate. And I thank you for your service to that baby because... <laughs> He would have gone splat. And I know that's that's harsh, but it that's is. what would happen. That's true. So that How is what baby gave me. get up there? I don't. Probably wasn't watching that baby. You know what? But he is a real life superhero. Okay. So that is what gave me inspiration this week. Well, maybe the never mind. I like it. What was you about to say? Uh-uh. Off the air. And I know I normally don't do that, but I probably shouldn't go there. Um, so I was inspired by Literacy this week. So I talked to you guys at the beginning of the show about how I went on Friday. I'm sorry. Getting the side eye. Um, but during uh, a portion of her show, she just talked about how when you have a destiny, you're attached to it no matter what. Which is why there are a lot of people who, who go out um, depressed because... They knew they didn't fulfill their destiny, mm-hmm. and she was basically saying like it's attached to you, it's all over it, uh, all over you. And to quote her, she said, "Shit, you can complain, but you got you still got to get your ass back up." Exactly, which is so true. And um, I don't know why that stuck with me, but I was very inspired by that. Like you know, sometimes you grow up with something in your heart, or something hits you, and you're like, "This is what I." S- I'm supposed to be doing this is what I want to do with my life this is what my destiny is attached to Mm -hmm. but life gets really busy people have kids they have jobs we have to eat so we need to make a paycheck you know things of that nature people have parents they become caretakers and all of these things add up to weeks and months and years going by Mm -hmm. um but just I, I, I guess it was just a reminder that we all do have a destiny, and, and we're not all destined to just do one thing. You nope. know, maybe it's a couple things. Maybe it's several things. How Like how you were talking about, you know, um, the rena- Renaissance woman, Stacey um, Abrams in Georgia earlier in the show. Like, she's done many things. A lot of things. Yeah. So, and her destiny may have been tied to all of them. So, just it was just a reminder that, you know... Stay on course if you can, and and we know things will be thrown in the way, but you just got to get back up. You can complain about it, but you're going to have to get back up. You got to keep moving. And keep it moving. 
That was good. Yeah. I like that. Um, I was affected by that. What's your good word for the good people this week? Um, I guess, you know, what I want to say to people, given the fact of the holiday, it is Memorial Day. And so my good word for the good people today is just all gave some, but some gave all. And that is just a testament to our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. that have lost their lives in the armed forces fighting for a better um, tomorrow. Um, actually, in 1868, when this holiday was started, it was always celebrated on May the 30th. And it didn't get to the mon- this Monday that we always celebrate until the 1970s, which is when the Vietnam War was going on. So people kind of fell off in celebrating Memorial Day because of the things that were going on with the Vietnam War and how many people were opposed to it. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the men and women Mm-hmm. who served in whatever capacity it was to keep us safe. So that's my good word for the good people. Even if you know a vet that's still with us, give them a hug, thank them, tell them you love them. And if you have um, loved ones that have lost their lives in service, I just want to send um, a thank you from myself and the Culture Shop Podcast to you and your family. Indeed. So that's my good word for today. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, boo. You're welcome. I got a heart. I got a little, I got a little heart in here. Mm. <laughs> What's your good word? Okay, so I was listening, you know, I listen to the, I love podcasts, and I love LeVar Burton, and I listen to LeVar Burton Reads, and as attach, as an attachment to his show, they have, um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation has like a little mini podcast now, and they will come in and tell you stories about, you know, wishes that they've done, or what's going on um, with them, and so as I was listening to some of their shows this week I was thinking like about what it means to make a wish Mm -hmm. and how sometimes you'll have to share your desires with others that you trust in order to bring things to fruition so this isn't something I got from the podcast but just listening to their show made me think about my first experiences with wishes Mm -hmm. and you know (laughs) I know this is going to sound so kiddy, but, you know, those are the things that should stick with us because it keeps us humble and, you know, it keeps us in touch with being human. Um, and I don't know if you ever watch Pinocchio mm-hmm. or, you know, the whole, you know, when you wish upon a star mm-hmm. um, or like when your birthday comes and they tell you to make a wish and then they say, don't tell anybody or it won't come true. Right. And so this, there's this undertone that you have to keep your desires to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. And so I just want to remind people that, no, you can't share everything with everyone. But there are some wishes that you're going to have to take out of that secret place that you've hidden them. Come up with a plan to bring them to fruition. Find the individuals who have the tools that you need to bring those dreams and wishes Mm -hmm. to fruition and then move forward with them. And so just that's something that's literally stuck with me all week, like what it means to make a wish and not letting it die there. Mm -hmm. You know, when you blow out the candles or when the sun comes up, you know, after you've wished upon your star. So, oh, that was good. I mean, you know, I'd be thinking sometimes. That was good. I like that. Appreciate it. Um, as a call to action, since it's the holiday, I would like to know who you guys are or who you guys have remembered um, on Aww. this wonderful Memorial Day. We would love to hear about 
people in your lineage, your family, your friends, former co-workers who have, you know, gone off or passed away, um, but have served our country well, um, so that we can give you and them a shout out on the show. In addition, you know where you can find us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. And of course, my favorite, you can always email us at blackcultureshockpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Any last words, B? Stay black and stay proud. <laughs> all I got to say. I love it. Oh, one last thing. This week, the Culture Shop Podcast will be featuring black-owned and operated um, clothing and accessory brands specifically. So, be on the lookout for those because you might just get a shout-out if you're somebody who owns a black brand. Yeah. Alright. Well, I am a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. And guys, we'll see you in June. Until then, we out. out.